This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And we welcome you to this edition of Tuesday People, the podcast, the Thanksgiving edition of the show. Yes, uh, Tuesdays are a very special day, obviously, for me, uh, but Thursday is always a really special day come Thanksgiving week. And uh, we want to talk a little bit today about, there are a lot of Thanksgiving traditions, obviously, that's, that's what Thanksgiving is about. Many of them involve food. Some of them involve alcohol, and some of them involve football. But we're going to talk in a minute about the one that involves storytelling. Storytelling. But first, we want to uh, recap a little bit from last week. So uh, we had some interesting feedback from the show about being present, being present, the present of being present, really talking to someone, really paying attention to someone. I use the little anecdote about the little girl who's trying to get her mother's attention and her mother, she keeps calling her mother's name and she says, mom, mom, but her mother's busy cooking. And she says, yes, dear, mom, mom, yes, dear, mom, you know, listen. She says, I'm listening, dear. And the little girl says, but you're not listening with your eyes. And that was, you know, the kickoff for the whole concept of how many times we talk to people, but we really just go, mm-hmm, uh-huh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, sure. Oh, oh, oh. We're not really engaged. We're, we're elsewhere. Our minds are elsewhere. And uh, Lisa, you wanted to share some, some uh, information about last week's show. Yeah. Well, first of all, I can't believe we let last week go without Hoopla because it was our 150th episode. So we were not we're we, on were not, we were not present with that concept apparently. No, we were not present with that concept. Uh. So I mean we're on 151 now this week. And I guess, you know, I don't know why the one numbers and two numbers never get the love that the zeros do, but um but yeah, so we're at 150, 150 shows. Wow. Yeah, how about that? But that particular episode got so much traction on our socials. It, re- it really resonated with a lot of people. And I think a lot of people felt the same way that I feel or that you feel about it. And I really tried to practice it. I had something to do the night that we recorded that. Uh, and it was a, like sort of a big event. And I was with a lot of people. And I spent my time not talking about me at all and instead just focusing on asking people questions about themselves. And it's amazing how it opens you up to all sorts of things. It opens you up to the people, to their lives. I learned things about people. I met these like incredible folks at this event. And I probably wouldn't have done any of that if I wouldn't have heeded the show's advice. Mm. So, and a lot of people in our, our comment section had exactly the same thoughts and epiphany mm. when when they did that. So it really helps people, I think, just asking other people questions and not, you know, like story topping 
is is a is a hard right, thing right. you know like yeah i like, got one. oh my god you think that's bad yeah 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 exactly oh, let me tell you what yeah. happened to my brother-in-law <laughs> i was i always uh find it interesting <laughs> when people end up you're telling a story and they go from your story not even to their story to a story about someone <laughs> that they knew or some friend of theirs it's like wait a minute I'm here in right. front of you. I'm telling you a story right now. <laughs> you are basically saying, move your story aside. I'm going to tell you about a story about something you don't even know. You don't even know this person, but it's going to be more interesting than your story that you're telling right now. Right. And so, yeah, story upping is a very good phrase. I like that. I hadn't heard that before, story upping. And people do try to do that. And I bet you probably found, Lisa, that you felt that, you were better liked by the people that you were talking to as well. Like they, 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 they really enjoy being with you or they said something like, you know, this is great. Or we, you know, really, oh. right. Because people like yeah. to be asked questions. They like to feel like someone listened to them. Yeah. We were like exchanging phone numbers. Like people were saying, let me get your text so we can like, when I come to LA, I want to have lunch with you. And it's a Dale Carnegie thing too, by the way, Dale Carnegie always had sort of that, those lessons in his, his, in his teachings. And cause I know one of them was also, you know, we, we often forget names. You're at a big party, you meet somebody. Um, someone's like, Hey Mitch, this is uh, Bob. And halfway through the conversation, you have no idea who you're talking right, to. You can't right, remember his right. name. So you're supposed to repeat things like, hi, Bob, Bob, where do you live? Bob, where did you go to school? Bob, how, you know, you're supposed to be. So it's all part of that same thing. Right. You know? Well, but if you're, if you are a present person in a conversation, the Bob part will come to you. The reason yes. the Bob part slips out and the reason people invent those little tricks is because people don't tend to want to be present with other people when they're talking to begin with. They they wander. They think, well, okay, this person's talking, but it's not me. And my thoughts are more important than the other person's thoughts. And that's really where a lot of it comes from is a sense of priorities about what's really important to you. And, and Many people feel, without even a sense of selfishness, they just feel like my thoughts are more important than yes. giving my attention to this person. And you can do it in a way that makes you feel very noble. For example, you're worried about uh, you know, your son's high school uh, football game. You're worried about your mother's doctor's appointment coming up. Uh, so you're thinking about those things when someone else is talking and you excuse yourself for not being present because you say, well, I, you know, I got to think about my mother's doctor. I got to think about my yeah. son's game. But there, the idea of being present is that there's a time and place for everything. You're not going to solve your mother's doctor's appointment during that conversation with somebody else. You're just going to be distracted from that conversation with somebody else by these recurring thoughts that keep coming through your head. You're not going to be present at your son's football game while you're having a conversation. It's not until tomorrow. You can think about it tomorrow. But, you know, we get, we perseverate, we, we grab onto something, we just kind of stay in that mode. So it's good that you brought that up, Lisa, because that, that kind of dovetails into what we're talking about today, that being for Thanksgiving. So as I said at the start, Thanksgiving's got so many traditions. And uh, oftentimes, we fall into a lot of these traditions and that's enough. We feel like, well, we're doing, we're doing our Thanksgiving thing, you know, uh, 
this one sits in the couch and watches football and this one sits over by the fireplace and and uh and 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 plays with the kids and uh we go out uh you know to the cherry orchard or to the uh apple cider mill uh because we always do that or okay then we sit here 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 even the dinner table even the the placement of people sitting at the table i know year after year people always end up in the same spots you know and yeah, they, it is. they don't even want to switch things around but i want to tell you about for me i i feel that i have been extraordinarily blessed when it comes to thanksgiving i i've had the best thanksgivings um, that I could possibly ask for ever since I was a little boy. And many people have asked me about um, how I became a writer. And they presume that I took some class or I had a professor or I met an author who inspired me and therefore I said, I, I want to become a writer. But I always say, I, I became a writer at the Thanksgiving table. And people are always saying, well, what does that mean? I mean, you know, you you eat at the Thanksgiving table. No, at our Thanksgiving table, we we ate sure, but then we stayed at the table and we told stories, and it was in the storytelling that I became a writer because I learned how to tell a story, how to hold people's interest, how to uh, command the room, and all of these things are what you try to do, obviously, when you're when you're writing a book. So, for example, I had a lot of older aunts and uncles, uh, some of whom went back to the old country. You know, they were first generation immigrants. Or like that's generation. where they came from. Yeah, or right. second generation, yeah. you know. And I would notice the way my aunts in particular would tell stories. They would get caught up in dates, locations, uh, minutiae. So the details. Yeah. Details. Mm -hmm. So I had an aunt whose name shall remain nameless, who said who would do <laughs> things like, oh, I remember uh, it was 1947. Uh, no, wait, no, wait. Uh, when, when was Charlie born? Was maybe it was 46. <laughs> no, 40, 47, 46, maybe 46. No, it should have been 46. And like, <laughs> you know, like the whole table's like, forget it already. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. And then my uncles, particularly my uncle Eddie, they would tell stories, like war stories. And they mm -hmm. would tell them like, so there we were. We're coming over the hill <laughs> and the sun wasn't up yet. And it was dark and we could hear and they were on the other side and the shots were being fired and you are so engaged you know you're so into yeah. the story and the my book the five people you meet in heaven was born at the thanksgiving table uh when my uncle eddie used to tell the story about the night that he was rushed to open heart surgery and he was on the table being operated on and he recalled a near death experience that they they lost him for a second or two. Yeah. And he said that he remembered very distinctly coming out of his body and floating above the operating table. And then he looked at the base of the table and there were all of his dead relatives waiting for him. He saw them all, all the people in his family who had died before. Wow. Well, of course. I hope that's true. Like, I hope that, and that, that, that is a real thing. Yeah. Well, I believe it was a real thing. And of course, as a little kid yeah. and 
even as a teenager, would always say, well, what did you- I mean, like in life, yeah, just in, right, in right. life in general. I hope that that really is real. So he said- I love he those saw, stories. He saw all his relatives waiting for him at the, at, the, at the base of this operating table. And we would say, well, what did you do, Uncle Ed? What'd you do? And being the salty old veteran sailor that he was, he said, what I do? I told him, get the hell out of here. I'm not ready for any of you yet. And uh, <laughs> apparently- he scared them right back to heaven, and he went back into his body, and he lived for a while longer. We'll be back with more Tuesday People right after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So now that story told at a Thanksgiving table has stayed with me my whole life. And when time came to write yeah. my first novel, I knew that it was a great story. I remember feeling as a kid, wow, I'm so riveted by this story uh, that I knew that I could put it, I could weave it somehow into a story that would captivate people. And that's how the five people you meet in heaven came to be. So that was just one story that we heard around the Thanksgiving table. And for me, it turned into, you know, a very successful book and helped my career and all the rest of that. But that's not the point that I'm trying to make here. The point that I'm trying to make here is your family lives in the stories that you tell at the Thanksgiving table. And that's true. If you absorb them at least once a year at that Thanksgiving table, you will never lose them. So don't, don't disregard the frequently told story. When your uncle, your grandfather, your brother-in-law launches into a story that's been told before, don't stop him and say, we know this story, we've heard it before. Let the others yes. at the table hear it. Let everybody hear it again, because there will yeah. be a time, as there has become a time, that Uncle Eddie isn't at the table anymore, that there's an empty chair at the Thanksgiving table. And the older you get, when you reach my age or your age, Lisa, or different you know, stages, the older yeah. you get, the more empty tables, empty chairs there are at your table. Oh, yeah. 
And it's what fills those empty chairs? The stories that used to be right. told. And I keep my uncle Eddie alive by retelling his stories. And I tell them first to years ago, we would tell them amongst one another, those of us who were there when my uncle Eddie was alive. And then the ones who remember yes, him. And then as right. the years went on, we started to tell them to the younger kids who weren't there or who were children and mm -hmm. were then even younger who weren't even born. You know, you had an uncle Eddie and this is how he sounded. And this was a story. <laughs> this was a story he would always tell at Thanksgiving. And by, That's wonderful. by doing that, you keep your family alive. And I think people don't value the family stories the way that they used to. We seem to be in a hurry at Thanksgiving to get out and shop, for example. I'm, Gross. I'm glad to see that some stores have pulled back on that now. But it's mostly yeah, because, they yeah, but it's because I, of COVID, I think, and they can't find workers. Um, but for a stretch there a few years ago, Lisa, every store in the world was opening on Thanksgiving evening. You know, like yeah, at it's 6 o'clock, you could come start buying your television set at 7 o'clock. So what did it do? It ended up getting people to eat faster, race away from the table, and go shopping. Well, nobody ever told a story that stayed with the family while they were going up and down the aisles looking for a 50-inch television set. Yeah, never. Nor do you share those stories, right, about what you bought that day right. after Thanksgiving. You right. tell the stories about what happened at dinner at Thanksgiving or, you know, the time that, you know, I mean, I could, I would have my mom and dad, I always used to ask them to repeat, I think pretty much the same stories over and over again. You know, like my mom got, you know, she was on the Detroit river when she was a kid and she got like, like her canoe went like, loose on the Detroit River. Back, and she, the fact that she had know. a canoe on the Detroit River kind of dates, <laughs> dates her uh, time-wise. I know. A canoe. I know. So I mean, but like I would, I would just revel in those stories because if you knew my mom, she didn't even like water. So um, the thought of her in a canoe on any body of water, even a pool was um, like, I, I'm like, tell that story again, right. tell that story again. So you, you really love those stories. So let me because ask you they, a question. Why do you think you asked your mother to tell the story again? You already knew it. You already knew the outcome. There's no new information imparted. Why do you think you asked her to tell it again? Because you hear it in her voice and you get their enthusiasm, right? You get the first person account of that story. I can tell the story. And by the way, I will still tell that story for the rest of my life. All of you now just heard a very small version of it. But um, I really loved hearing my mom. She would laugh during it. She would, you know, they get you. Somebody gets so excited about telling their story in life, which ties back to last week's episode. Right. Is that what you're getting at? No, I'm getting at something else. <laughs> which is, I think you're right. You wanted to hear it in her voice. That, and that's really critical because when you lose their voices, as you've lost your mom, you know, you can still hear her telling it to you. But yes. what, it, what is happening when you are asking people to repeat stories or hearing the stories again and enjoying them, not telling people to not say it just because you've heard it before, it is stamping you with your identity. This is who yes. you are. 
you are the byproduct of all of those stories. When, when a, a child is born, all the stories that define the mother and the father become part of the child's stories, right? The child yes. is the byproduct of everything that has happened to the mother and the father. So now all the stories of the mother and the father are now part of the child. And when that child grows, the more stories that he or she hears from mother and father, the more he or she knows who he is. So yes. I, I am the son of a father who, and told this story a hundred times over Thanksgivings, who drove to ask my mother to marry him on a Sunday morning when my mother suspected that he was coming and was waiting by the window with her younger brother, my uncle. And when my father pulled up to the house in his car, being all of like 19 years old, he pulled up, shut off the car, realized that he had forgotten the engagement ring. Oh, geez. So he started up the car and drove away. My mother, looking out the window, and my uncle, being 10 years old, she started to cry. My uncle started to laugh and said, see, I told you, he's not going to ask you. Nobody's ever going to marry you. And of course, uh. she didn't know that he had forgotten the ring. And he came back a little bit later and asked her. I've heard that story a thousand times. I am the son of the man who forgot the ring. I am the son of the mother who cried when she thought she wasn't going to get asked to be married. I am the nephew of the uncle who laughed at my mother. And by putting those people into their slots, I, I am looking at my family tree. I am, I am, that's my family tree. That branches my laughing uncle. That branches my crying mother. That branches my forgetful father. They all lead back to a trunk that leads to me. And the reason we want to hear those stories, that's the reason beautiful. you need those stories is because those are branches of who you are. So this Thanksgiving, ask for the stories to be told again. Don't say we already know that story. If somebody young in your family starts to complain when a story starts to get, oh, we've heard this before, you stop and you say yes, and you're going to hear it again. <laughs> you're going to hear it again because it is yeah. part of who you are, and you need to remember these stories. Why do you think that the cavemen you know, and the Egyptians, they, they painted their stories before there were even words. They painted them on the wall. Why? Yep. If they all had heard them before, why they they painted them so that the next generation would have them, and so that they would and be, remember they would them, be remembered, mm -hmm. and they wouldn't be forgotten. And those stories were about who they were, the things that happened that led to who their circumstances and who they were. It's just like the Bible, or just like Native American tales and stories that get passed down from generation to generation that become part of that whole culture, you know. Um, so it even extends beyond your family right. in some cases. But that, those things are who, they're very important. Those things are who your culture are. Those things are what your religion is. Those things are you know the history of the groups that you belong to, which is very important. 
But there are many other days on the calendar for those stories. But Thanksgiving is a day, and even more than Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever, because these are days that you're celebrating a religious act. Christmas should be about Jesus and the birth of Jesus. Hanukkah should be about the the festival of lights and the, the miracle that took place. And and, and and other holidays should celebrate the things that they are. But Thanksgiving is exactly that. It is it is kinship and fellowship and family gathered together. There is no other purpose. There, there's no religious uh, ritual that you have to participate in. It is, to me, the storytelling holiday. It is the time where you are reminded, this is your family. This is who you are. And those stories define your family. So take the opportunity. And even if you get the chance, I did this once. I think I've spoken about this on, 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 on the podcast over the years. Um, if you get a chance, get a camera or a, you know, an iPhone or then, I mean, this is where the technology is a blessing now and record these stories so that you have them for the time that those people aren't there to share them anymore. And if you yeah. get a chance to tell the family history, don't walk away from it to go watch a football game. Don't walk away from it to go to Target or Kroger or Myers or whoever happens to be open that night and you get a sale, the Apple store, whatever it is. This is who you are. You wouldn't walk away from who you are if you knew that that was the case. Mm-hmm. Record, ask your grandmother, hey, hey, grandma. Walk through the family history with us. Tell us who was born first or how far back can you remember? What do you remember about them? And she'll launch into the stories and each one will lead to another to another. Hey, Grandpa, tell us about you know, the old country before you came here. What do you remember from that? Who was there? Who, was your, who were the people's names? What were they? Get all that down because there will be a time when they are not there and you will be yeah. searching for those details. But if you have them, and you remember them, and you repeat them, and you hear them, then what happens is after the person dies who used to tell the story, mm-hmm. someone else picks up the story and tells it for them. So I can tell you the story about my Uncle Eddie, even though he's not here. I can tell it in his voice. And someone else, when I'm gone, because I've told it so many times to my nieces and nephews and his, you know, great, great, great nieces, great nephews and great, great, great nieces and nephews that they'll tell it and they'll talk about it. And, and, and that's how your family lives on. So do not run away from the Thanksgiving story, embrace it, tell them yourselves, listen, be present as they are being told, take last week's lesson and fold it into this week's lesson. Yeah. <laughs> Go and get a second helping of pie if that'll help. Because by uh, all means. Yeah, by, by all a means. A lot of times, you know, <laughs> if you have food in front of you, you're willing to sit longer <laughs> and listen to those stories, revel in those stories. Tuesdays with Maury was, essence, in essence, just a series of stories told every Tuesday to me by my old professor, and we share them with you here, if not for his storytelling ability, if not for his ability to you know, express his thoughts, there'd be no book, there'd be no podcast, there'd be no me talking about this. Uh, but I had the chance to have a little Thanksgiving every Tuesday for all those months. And now we get the chance to do that with our own family members, 
revel in it. Take the opportunity. Get there early. Stay late and listen to the stories. Ask for the stories. You will you will not regret it. You will cherish them. That's amen. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Have a healthy, safe travel, stuffed eating Thanksgiving. And just know, I having just come back from Haiti last night, uh, not everybody gets to eat like we do. Not everybody has food like we do. And, uh, you know, we're trying to build the kitchen at our orphanage in, in Haiti. And I wrote a story about it uh, the other day saying a kitchen in Haiti, a kitchen in a place like Haiti is more than just a place. It's a symbol that, hey, we're going to eat. We have a kitchen. We're actually going to eat. So many places don't even have kitchens because there's just no food. And, you know, the people are so busy just trying to find some food. There's no place to prepare it. Just even having a kitchen sends a message. So remember that message. Be grateful. Help out. Give to charities. Do something kind over the holiday weekend and listen to the stories. You'll be glad that you did. We will be telling you more stories next week. Until we get a chance to see you then, uh, on behalf of Lisa Goich, happy Thanksgiving, Lisa, you and your family. Happy Thanksgiving, Mitch. And uh, happy Thanksgiving to you all. And this is Mitch Album saying, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Tuesday People. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because, after all, we're Tuesday people.